Tate, Masochist Mura, that design Amudalef, the Gemara is discussing uh, situations that happened four times um, that was a result of Moshe Rabbeinu's passing. So, Amar Rabbi Yudah, Amar Shmuel, Shleishes, Alafim, Haloches, Nishtakhu, Bime, Evloishel, Moshe. 3,000 Haloches were forgotten in the days that followed Moshe Rabbeinu's uh, passing. It says that they, Vaifku Oisoy, the Israel state, and they did Avelus for Moshe Rabbeinu before going into Etzol for a month. So during these days of Havelus for Moshe, 3,000 halachas were forgotten. Problem is that the Yidin wanted the answers. They wanted to know these halachas. And they didn't know how to go about it. So they go to the leaders and they ask them to find out what are the, those halachas. Amru le Yeshua she'al. They went to Yeshua and they say, ask, ask me le'maylo. Ask Hashem, he should tell it to you. Bidruach HaKadosh. Amar lahem le'vashamayimhi. Yeshua answered, the Torah is Lev If you remember in Semalef, we learned about that concept of since the Torah was given Har Sinai, it is up to the Chachamim to really clarify what the halacha is, and you cannot just rely on something comes in the Shemaim. So he answered, Lev HaShemayim. can just get it like this from Lev HaKadosh. Amru Shmuel She'al. They went to Shmuel Anavi and they asked him, ask. Omar lahem, he answered them, Ele ha-mitzvah. At the end of Sefer Vaikra, it says, Ele ha-mitzvah, Hashem, Sinai, Moshe, these are the mitzvahs that Hashem has commanded. These are the mitzvahs. So what does it mean, these are the mitzvahs? These and nothing else. Nobody could add, nobody could change it. These are the mitzvahs. Only these mitzvahs. She'en novi rasha'i l'chadesh dovel me'atim. From that moment that Moshe Rabbeinu finished telling all the mitzvahs of Bnei Israel, a Navi is not allowed through Nevoa to come and be Mechadesh something, innovate a new halacha, something that uh, only what he has received from generation to generation, from Reshet to Yeshua to Skenim and so on. Then, Amar Avitzrak Napcho, Avchata Shemitu Baalea, Nishtak Rabim Evlashim Moshe. Not a specific halacha, but the Korban Chatas that uh, it was being designated to be a Korban, but the person who brought the carbon died before he had a chance um, to actually have the carbon shechted and, and, and brought. What is it with it? So they know the aloha. So you give an example. Amrule Pinchas, She'al, they told Pinchas, ask, ask Hashem, he should tell you what it is that we forgot. Omar lahem, lo b'shamayimhi. He answered them like you, like Yeshua, lo b'shamayimhi. Amrule le'elazor, She'al, they ask, Elazor, Akoyen, the son of the son of Aaron, they ask him, you should ask, and Omar lahem, Elea mitzvahs, he answered them, those are the mitzvahs, and a Navi cannot be mechadesh anything from now on, okay? Now, the Gemara tells us a little later, uh, in the next line, the Gemara says, how was everything forgotten? So obviously, the, maybe we're talking about two different situations. The 3,000 halachas were forgotten in the time of the Avelus of Moshe Rabbein. As a result of it, you know, the, the halachas were forgotten. But here, Amar Yehuda, Amarav, Veshashinitar Moshe Rabbeinu Legan Eden, when Moshe Rabbeinu was going up to Gan Eden, Omar Yehoshua, Sh'al me many call speakers she'esh lecho. He told Yehoshua, tell me, ask for me. 
all of the doubts, any suffix that you may have. Any suffix that you may have, now is the time because I'm going. If you're going to, you're going to be the leader, you need to know everything. If you have any question, ask me. What did Yeshua answer? Did I ever leave you for a moment? Did I ever leave you side for a moment? I have no doubts about any halachas. Everything that you, that you had to teach, I was right there to hear it. Didn't you write about me in the Torah? That, that his servant Yeshua is a young man that, will, that never left the oil, never went away from the oil of Moshe Rabbeinu. So when Moshe heard, here there is the next line, there is a two girsois, the way the Gemara writes it and the way the Enyakar writes it. The way the Gemara writes it is that Moshe Rabbeinu felt saddened, that he says, oh, my Talmud now became just like me. He doesn't, doesn't even have one question to ask me. So Hashem made Yeshua forget a bunch of halachas. And B'nai Soel, it says over here, All B'nai Soel went to him to ask for answers, and they were ready to kill him. Ready to kill him, because he didn't have the answer. The gifts of the Yaakov is that Tashash Koicho Shel Yeshua. Yeshua became weakened uh, after he said what he said, after he answered to Moshe, well, I never left you for a second. I was always there. So after that, he became, he forgot. He tashashkoichashel Yeshua and he forgot. Not tashashkoichashel Moshe and therefore Yeshua forgot. So this is just giving us a little bit of a glimpse of a background of what happened, that halachas were forgotten in the days of Adavelus and Peshach that after Moshe Rabbeinu passed away, suddenly all those halachas were forgotten. Um, Stam Agav, in passing, without going into, before going into the explanation of that story, because there are a number of questions, it's just interesting that, uh, I'll say that at the end. Anyways, but uh, let's start with something that the Rebbe explains in the certain Rishimas, in a Rishima that he wrote about this, about this, this portion of the Gemara. And he asks that, first of all, we need to understand why were those specific four people asked. And we know that they were not all in the same generation. Yes, Yeshua and the Lazar were. Okay, but uh, Yeshua and Pilches, yeah, they were. Shmuel was not in the same generation. So it's not that they went to one and then to the other and then to the other at the same time. They went to ask after these four people in whatever time that it was. Because they had an indication that we forgot, but they're the type of people that will remember. Maybe they would know. So first we need to understand why Dafke this form. We also need to understand why they didn't all answer the same thing. Two of them answer Lobeshamaimhi. Two answer, two people answer, and Novi Meato. Why they didn't all say the same thing? Is Lobeshamaimhi good enough? As an answer, it could be the same answer for everybody, or the other one as well. So why after these four, and why each four answered his own thing? And finally, why in this order? It doesn't seem to be chronological, okay? The Gemara first tells us about Yeshua, then Shmuel, then Pinchas, then Elazar. 
So it's definitely not in the order of chronology, okay? Because Elazar was before Shmuel, for sure. We will see soon how. Um, in terms of importance, very difficult to say it was. So we need to explain the Seder as well. So let's begin by explaining first why Davke is four people. There is, there are reasons, the qualities that each one of these four had with specific events that took place in the Tanakh, the way it is explained in the Gemara and the Midrash, that tells us that they would be likely to know something that was forgotten before. We're going to start firstly with Yeshua. Okay, the first one that they asked, is Yeshua. Why? Because as we said before, Yeshua was the first Mechabel of Moshe. Okay, Moshe kibel Torah misinai, umsarali Yeshua, v'yeshua liskenim. Of course, Moshe learned the Torah with all the Yidden. Moshe learned Torah with Aaron HaKoyen, and then with Elazar, and Isamar, and then after that, again with the Skenim, and then after that to, to everybody. But yet, the one person responsible for the Messiah the one person responsible to transmit Torah Shabbal Peh is Yeshua. So therefore, when you have the responsibility to transmit something you learn, you're going to learn it in a very, very, very different way. If I'm telling you right now, girls, I'm going to tell you this class here. Each one of you is going to go to a different Chabad house and teach it. You're going to pay attention a lot better than just a regular class. You finish your class, you go back to your own business, right? Because you feel a responsibility, you have to transmit it. You're going to remember it, you're going to understand it, and if you don't, you're going to ask questions to make sure you understood it. So being that Yeshua was the Mechabel, the direct Mechabel for Moshe, in charge of transmitting the Torah Shebaal it is likely that if everybody forgot certain halachas, he would remember. So he's the first that they went to. Then Shmuel. Why Shmuel? Because Shmuel was Mechadesh, a halacha that Eli didn't know. Eli was the Kohen Gadol, and he was uh, the Rebbe of, of Shmuel. Matter of fact, Eli, Dagdam of the Rambam, was the fourth Mechabel. After, you, after from Moshe, Yeshua, Eli was the number four. But nonetheless, they didn't ask him. They asked Shmuel. Why? Because it was a situation in which Shmuel knew a halacha that Eli didn't. Situation was brought in in in, in Maseches Brachas um, that there was uh, they, they, there was a shechita of a korban that was supposed to be uh, to to be made, and they brought the korban, and Eli said, "Go and find a koyen to shecht it," and Shmuel said, "Why are we looking for a koyen? Shechita kshera bezar." The shechita is not part of the of of the of the avayda of the koyen. The shechita could be done by somebody who's not a koyen, and he brought a, a, a raya from pasuk that uh, the pasuk said it doesn't say v'shachtu akoyanim v'yikrivu akoyanim. V'yikrivu akoyanim means that they brought forth is not about the korban, it's not about the shechita. It's from the zrikas from from the kabbalas adam from from starting to receiving the blood and then bringing the blood. After that, all the all the avoidus done with the animal after the shechita is only about kayanim, but the shechita itself is ksher besal. So here we have a story that tells us that Eli didn't know the halacha, Shmuel knew it. So they figured, oh, 
you know, Aloche, that you Rebbe forgot. Maybe you remember the 3,000 Aloches that were forgotten in time of the Avelus of Moshe. Then they went to Pinchas and to Elazar. Why? Because similarly to what we just said, both Pinchas and Elazar taught a Aloche that Moshe forgot. That Moshe forgot for whatever reason. The first one we understand, we know what is Pinchas, right? Right? Nisalmo alocha mi Moshe, vayar Pinchas, ben Lazar, ben Aran Akayen. When Pinchas saw the Masi Zimri, he went to Moshe and he said, Rebbe, what should we do? He says, I forgot, I don't know. Yeshua says, didn't you teach us? Kanoim poigim boy. He said, you're right. So you're the one who read the sentence. You go and carry out the punishment. Okay, we know that the reason why Hashem made Moshe forget is the Davka, so Pinchas could receive that gift of Kehuna. But nonetheless, there was a situation where Moshe forgot and Pinchas remembered. So they figured, if you remember Aloche that Moshe forgot, for sure you'll remember the 3,000 Aloches that everybody forgot when Moshe Rabbeinu passed away. And a similar story, similar situation we find about Elazar. So that's already, it's written in, it's in Pasha's... Uh, um, Matos, when there was the, the war against uh, Midian, and um, they had to kasher all the all the, the things. Uh, Moshe got angry at the Israel because uh, the soldiers didn't kill all the women of, of Midian. Uh, so, if he got angry at them, when he got angry at them, he forgot the halacha. The halacha was that all the scalim that they brought had to be kasher and had to be toivel. So, the Torah says that. Pinchas went, not Pinchas, Elazar went and he told the Aloches, he taught these Aloches of kashering and the Aloches of toiveling. He taught it and, and whatever, the Tara of Tumas Mace that is done for the Kalim that they brought back from, from the war. So you see once again that Moshe forgot the Aloche and Elazar remembered. So they figured Elazar is the type of guy who would remember the 3,000 Aloches that we forgot. Now, why did they not all, both the four of them, answer the same thing? Two of them answered, and two, two of them answered, So there explains that there are two ways of finding out. The Yidin went to, the, to, to, to these four people, individually, not at the same time. And they asked them. Now, they, ha they have two ways of finding out the answer. Either through Nevoah, because they were Nevi'im, some of them, or through Rivetumim. Okay, Now, what is better? If you have Urivetumim or you have Nevoah, which one is better? So the Gemara says that Urivetumim is better. If you have the option of asking through Nevoah or through Urivetumim, Urivetumim is better. Why? Because the Mishpat of Urivetumim is non reversible. A nevuah, if it is a negative nevuah, it could be reversible. Rishi could say, no, not anymore. No, we're not doing this. Okay, in Yoyna, Yoyna went and gave a nevuah. In three days, Ninveh is destroyed. Then Rishi says, okay, they did shuvah, isn't it? I'm not doing it. However, Urim Vetumim, it's written that it's stronger than nevuah. That Urim Vetumim, whatever happened, whatever is comes out from the Urim Vetumim, Stays, okay, like it says, Mashlimim as Divrayim, okay, whatever they say, remain complete. So, therefore, the Maskana is 
when we have a chance to ask Blorim Vetumim, we ask Blorim Vetumim. If we can't ask through Urim Vetumim, then we have to use Nevuot. Problem is, not everybody has the right to ask Urim Vetumim. There are a number of people, not a few, quite a few, types of people, of positions, that allows you to ask through the Urim Vetumim. First one is a Melech. Okay, like who is the Melech? Yeshua was a Melech. Yeshua had the din of a Melech. So therefore, he had the right to ask through Urim Vetumim. Now, truth is, he was a Navi as well. Yeshua is one of the Navi. So he could have asked for Nevoah, with Nevoah. But we have already established that asking through Urim Vetumim is a strong, if you have the right to use Urim Vetumim because of your position as a Melech, that's what you should use because it's a lot more decisive than an answer that comes from, from Nevoah. So that's why they ask Yeshua to ask for the answers, to ask for those halachas who are forgotten. Let him use the river to him. What is his answer? Urim Vetumim is helping us about going to, to, to war, not going to war, this kind of questions. But it's the Urim Vetumim you cannot use to ask a halacha. Because Urim Vetumim is a way that's like a baskoil, something that comes with a milo. And we've discussed this in Yonim already, remember before Shavuos, about El Mashgichim Bebaskoil, or Shamaimi, remember that? A few weeks ago. So therefore, you cannot ask for a halacha when it, through Urim Vetumim. So being that they asked him that he was entitled to ask with Urim Vetumim, his answer was, The same with Pinchas. Another category of a person who could use Urim Vetumim is the Mashuach Milchama. Mashuach Milchama is a Koyen that has been anointed in before the war and has been nominated to go and make all the um, announcements that are made to the soldiers before the war. Such a Koyen is called Mashuach Milchama, and as such, he has the right to use Urim Vetumim before going to war. Since you have the right to use Urim Vetumim before going to war, he has the right to use Urim Vetumim anytime. Even though Pinchas was also a Novi, and we know that Pinchas was a Novi because it's written in Shoftim, I'm sure you girls are in Shoftim, uh, in, in a few psukim, in a few psukim in Shoftim, in which it says, Vayishlach Hashem ish Novi el Bnei Yisrael, and uh, Rashi says, Ze Novi u Pinchas. Okay. So Pinchas was a Novi, he could ask from Nevoah, but being that he was a Mashuach Milchama, he had the right to use Durim Vetumim. And Durim Vetumim gives you a more decisive answer. So therefore, that's what they, 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 they wanted to ask him. That, that's what he, they wanted him to use. So what did he answer? Pinchas and Shmuel. Pinchas and Yeshua. Both of them answered. However, Shmuel and Elazar, they were not able to use Urim Vetumim. They're just Nevim. Elazo was going Gobo. But he was also, he had also the mile of Nevoah. So therefore, being that they are unable to use Urim Vetumim, when the Israel told him, She'al, ask the mile, what is the aloche? The aloche that we forgot. The answer was, Eila Mitzvah, which talks about the Novi. She'en Novi Rasha'i L'chadesh Dovo Me'ata. The Novi cannot innovate a new aloche, comes up, come up with a new thing now. So those two who were only Nevi'im, 
and not have the right, did not have the right to use the Tumim, were only able to ask through Nebuah. So the answer was, a Novi cannot ask about the Aloha through Nebuah. Novi could have different Nebuahs, but it's not about the Aloha. A mitzvah that changes for this moment, but not that. What is the halacha? Cannot ask from Nevoah. Now the Rebbe adds one more layer to this. This is really Shmuel was a based in. Okay, we find it in the Gemara many times. Shmuel based dinoi, Eli based dinoi. Shmuel was a mekabel from Eli, and therefore he had a based in. He was the was a based in. Was the leader. So Avbeisdin is also allowed to use Urimetumim. At the time that there was a Sanhedrin, the Avbeisdin is allowed to ask to use Urimetumim. So in that case, Shmuel also could have asked Urimetumim. But the Rebbe says the answer is simple. Maybe this happened before he was Avbeisdin. As long as Eli was alive, he, he couldn't, he wasn't the Avbeisdin. Eli was the Avbeisdin. Then you will say, wait a second. If there was Avbeisdin, why didn't they go to Eli to ask? Why did they go to Shmuel, who's not even that based in yet? We already gave the answer earlier. Anybody remember what will be the answer? Okay, at the beginning of the year, we said about the Dafka, these four people were asked because each one of the four had a situation in which he was able to be something that his Rebbe forgot. And we mentioned specifically a Maise with Eli, in which he didn't know the Aloha and Shmuel did. So they asked Shmuel, even though he wasn't that based in. But he was a Novi, so they asked him to ask him through Nebuah. And he answered, and Ele HaMitzvah, Shana Novi Rasha L'Chadash Dovo Me'atah. Now, okay. by the way, the Nebuah, you know, in Shmuel Aleph, we see that there were situations in which the Nebuah was Dafke, uh, Dafke to, there were times at the end of Eli's life in which Eli didn't get the Nebuah but Shmuel did. And there is even a pasuk in Shmuel Aleph in which Eli asked Shmuel, tell me, what did he tell you? What did you hear from Hashem? Okay. So obviously, it came to the end of Nebuah, they asked Shmuel, and not Eli, even though Eli was alive. Now, finally, we're coming to the last question. Our last question is, what was the question we asked before? It doesn't seem to be in chronological order. Okay. That, um, you know, they ask Yeshua, he was the first. Okay. There's no question. The only question comes from the next. Said so, yeah, Shmuel, and after that Pinchas, and after that Elazar, right? How could you how could you explain that that this is the order in which they ask, because Shmuel was only born after Elazar passed away, because after Elazar passed away, after Elazar passed away, Eli became the Kohen Gadol. Shmuel was born when Eli was a Kohen Gadol already. Right? You know the story in Shmuel. Shmuel was born when Eli was already a Kohen Gadol and not a jazz, an old Kohen Gadol. Towards the end of his life of Eli. I mean, Shmuel became a Novi. But it was already was older. So it's impossible to say that they asked Yeshua, Shmuel, Pilchas, and the Lazar in that order. Because Shmuel belongs way after. Chronologically, Shmuel was born after Elazar passed away. So therefore, why is the Gemara citing it in this order? So we have answers that we could push it and explain it this way. When the Gemara is citing this event, it's not going in chronological order. It's putting those people 
in the order of the likelihood of them being able to answer. In other words, putting them in an order, first of all, of the closeness to being like Moshe Rabbeinu, and the more likelihood that they would they would know the answer. So there goes in this following order. The first one that they ask of who is Yeshua, because we said that Yeshua was the first Mechabel of Moshe, and also it says that Moshe Yeshua never said anything that he did not hear from Moshe. Whatever Yeshua was saying was always what he heard from Moshe. So therefore, the likelihood of Yeshua knowing the answer, what are those alochas that Moshe taught, is the best possible chance. So he's mentioned first in this Gemara. Second, comes Shmuel. Why? Is because the Gemara says in Tainis that Shmuel is equivalent to Moshe and Aaron put together. It says in Tehillim, Moshe ve'Aaron ve'chayanav u'shmuel b'koyre shemoy. So you have Moshe and Aaron on one side and Shmuel who is equivalent to Moshe and Aaron put together. He's a great man. He should know the halachas that we forgot after Moshe passed away. Third level comes Pinchas. Because Pinchas, okay, is not as great as Moshe. Yeah, he remembers something Moshe forgot. There's still a Talmud of Moshe, not, not even the first. But he's able to ask with Urim Vetumim. And we already explained before that the answer of Urim Vetumim is more reliable and more decisive than the answer of Nevoe. So he comes number three. And finally, the last one they ask is Elazo. Because Elazo was only allowed to ask through Nevoe and not through Urim Vetumim. So then why bother asking altogether? Could have asked any Novi? No. He was a Talmud of Moshe. He was a Talmud of Moshe, like the Gemara says, that what was the Seder and Mishnah, that he says that the Seder of the transmission of the Torah Shebaalpeh was that Moshe would hear from the Evishter, and then Aaron will come in, and Moshe will repeat him everything, and then Moshe will teach it to the sons of Aaron. Moshe will teach it to Elazar and Samuel. So you know that even though, like I said, Yeshua was the Mechabel of Moshe, nonetheless, Elazar was also a Talmud of Moshe. So they didn't just want to go ask any Navi. From all the Nevi'im, the one Navi was a Talmud of Moshe. Even though he couldn't ask from Urim Vitumim, but he was a Navi and he was a Talmud of Moshe, he's the fourth one that they asked. So you see, that now we have answered all our questions. Why Dafke these four? Why each one answered in his own, his own answer that he gave? And finally, why were they written Dafke in this order? Just want to end with, with one Indian that was the last line we um, read in our text in the Gemara in, in, in Tmura that Yeshua saying to Moshe, didn't you teach me, didn't you say about me in the Torah that I never, never moved away from the oil. I was always with you. Uh, and as we just read just a minute ago, that Yeshua has never said something that he didn't hear from Aisha. So we could ask ourselves, you know, how do we consider ourselves, you know, followers of the Rebbe, the Kabel of the Rebbe, Chassidim of the Rebbe? We've heard, we've haven't spent our whole life there. Yeshua, never left. We uh, we left. We had uh, other occupation. So 
Rebbe once said, maybe it was the Mittler Rebbe who said about the Alter Rebbe, that the Alter Rebbe was by the Magid, just like Yeshua, that for the transmission of Chassidim, of Chassidus, it was the Baal Shem Tov. Then there was the Magid, and then the Magid at 60 Talmidim, and they were all Mekabel of the Baal Shem Tov, of the Magid. They're all Talmidim of the Magid, they all became Rebbeim in their own right. But the Alter Rebbe was the Yeshua Binunar Leyamish Mitocha Oyev. He was the one who really received that Kabbalah, so to speak, was given that torch for the relay to continue this uh, teaching of Chassidus. That was him. Why? Because Leyamish Mitocha Oyev. It was asked, the Fenik Rebbe asked, it's written that the Alter Rebbe Sachakol spent by the Magid, Leif Chadashim, 32 months. That's how long he spent by the Magid. 32 months, not even three years. And we call it Lo Yamish Mitocha Oyel. He never left the Oyel. He never left the Oyel, meaning of Moshe, meaning he never left the Besmedrash of, of, of the Magid. Sachakol was there 30, 32 months. I mean, many of us were by our Rebbe much more than 32 months. What's the difference? The Indian is that the time that he spent by the Rebbe made it that this is his place. And even after he left being by the Magid, he was still in the matzav of Loyamish Mitochayel. His mind never left the Magid. His soul never left the Magid. It just because he had to be displaced in a different place. And the time before, it was always Shaykh to Magid. It's known that, you know, he didn't. Baal Shem Tov told his father they shouldn't come back here because he's Shaykh to Magid. And therefore, Loyamish Mitocha Oyel remaining constantly connected to the Rebbe has nothing to do with how much time we spend by the Rebbe. And Yeshloimar, for your generation, has nothing to do with if you did spend any time by the Rebbe. Loyamish Mitocha Oyel being bound and considered the Talmud and the Mechabel of, of Moshe Rabbeinu. That connection is not about the time you spend there. It's about the idea of Lev Chodashim. Where is your heart? And if your heart is Mitocha Oyel by Moshe Rabbeinu, so then it's Loyamish. You never left. You're always there. And this is an encouraging message, especially when we are in a time in which um, we are getting close to Gimel Tammuz, and many of us are wondering, do we still have the same connection? Did we ever have a connection? And the answer is, as long as we are learning, we're learning the Rebbe's Torah, we're cocking the Rebbe's Torah, so then we are with the Rebbe, and we have that connection. Let it be that says Moshe that it should be right away that this Gimel Tammuz should be a Gilui a Gilui that will um, we will be able to learn back all the Halochas and all the Torahs and all the things that were forgotten and get the right all this confusion what is right what is wrong everything should be clarified immediately with the Galus of Melech HaMashiach Thank you for me, Yad Mamish.